Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast with Ryan Cote, where we feature casual conversations with entrepreneurs about personal development and growth. Hey, Aruna, welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. How are you? I am doing very well, Ryan. How are you? I'm doing excellent. Yep. I'm in a, today's been a great day and I'm, I'm excited to talk to you over these next 15, 20 minutes. And let's introduce you to my, my audience of morning upgraders. Please tell everyone who you are, what you do for a living, and then something that you are grateful for. So I am Dr. Aruna, uh, Aruna Tumala. I am a holistic psychiatrist. I am based in Wisconsin. So I basically, I help people with who are struggling with mental illness or even people that are just that are lost and trying to find a more joyful, happy life. I help, I help steer the way for them. And I do this both in person as well as with an online program. And what I am grateful for, I am off late. I'm simply grateful to be alive and to be able to do the, to do what I'm doing, to be able to live the life that I'm living. That's where I am right now. <laughs> no, that's great. I mean, I love your profession. I'm, I'm very much into health and fitness, wellness, mental health. I yes. see a therapist. I work on myself a lot. The books I read, the supplements mm-hmm. I take, the best I can, you know. And so I think what you do is very much needed right now. And so... It must be yes. very rewarding work as well for you. Absolutely. I'm, I, you know, I was a traditional psychiatrist, and uh, but once my awakening happened, which was more than ten years ago, there was no looking back. You know, I was, I had to quit my job, but everything that has happened has led me to a place where I truly, I mean, I tell my patients that I am the one that's benefiting the most out of this. Mm. And, you know, in in you know, the term job satisfaction doesn't even cut it because the the transformation that I'm able to see, whether it is children, young adults, older adults, it, you know, across the board, when people get better, it's, it, that's what truly, I mean, that that is what is very satisfying. Um, satisfaction is not the term, but it is very, um, it's very rewarding. Words don't describe it, sadly. Well, I don't know if this is too much, too personal of a question, but what contributed to that awakening 10 years ago? Me becoming a mother. I was, uh, you know, all of a sudden I was reading. And of course, I think the universe is always throwing these uh, seeds uh, our way or rather into our mind. And we just have to be open to the journey that uh, the universe has for us. And me becoming a mother, I, I was coming across articles actually in National Geography magazine where they were talking about toxins in our blood and, you know, in our environment, how that is not good for us. And so I began to question about, you know, what food I was eating, what cosmetics I was using during my pregnancy. And I just, one day I had forgotten to take my lunch to work and I went down to the cafeteria and being pregnant at that time, nothing seemed good enough for me to consume. And then immediately the question came, if it's not good for me or my baby, how is that good for people, you know, in the, in the unit up here. And then I began to explore the connection between diet and mental health. And one thing led to another. I found myself in integrative and holistic medicine conference in October of 2013. And that was the last year that I had attended a psychiatry conference. I've not been to a single psychiatry conference since then because mainstream psychiatry has lost its path. It's lost its soul. And uh, the things that they talk about, chemical imbalance, completely unproven theory, and the only thing that they offer is either medications or therapy. Whereas in my work and in all my training, what I found is that it's bad diet, trauma, especially early life trauma or trauma of life, which puts us in a very sympathetic state 
and then toxins in our environment. These are the three things that cause inflammation in the gut-brain axis and then degeneration in our gut-brain axis, which leads to symptoms of what we think of as being mentally ill. But, um, and I've, uh, and, you know, this is a very simple framework. And I tell in all my talks and in, uh, with, in, with my patients, I tell them, all I'm doing is removing the bad and providing the good. So what I'm providing is clean food, recommendations for a lifestyle that is in, in sync and alignment with who they are. I'm cleaning up their, removing the toxins. So detoxification supplements and body therapies, and then love, meaning, purpose, and connection with one another. That and connection with the divine. This is the pathway. It's really very simple. Remove the bad, provide the good, rinse and repeat until we achieve balance. And it, it doesn't take long. Within two to three weeks, the body responds. It's always the body first. And then within about four to five weeks, so within, I, you know, I monitor on certain scales that look at the whole mind-body system. And what I find is that within two to three weeks, there is a 30 to 40% improvement in symptoms, mind and body. But the gut always leads, you know, healing always begins in the gut. And then by about the four to five week mark, I see 50 to almost 60% improvement in symptoms. And that's when we dive into relationship with self, relationship with the world, relationship with others. And we really, you know, look at what kind, it doesn't matter how much trauma you've had in your past. It doesn't matter how many downs you've had in your life. But when you come to this point where your body is partially healed, and your mind is ready to take on this journey of self-evolution and growth, it really is about figuring out what kind of thoughts you want to fire and wire and what kind of actions you're going to take or choices you're going to make and what kind of emotions you're going to allow in your life, in your in your body. And it's really a repetition process. And then we also focus on uh, mind and body detoxification, especially in the fourth month. So diet changes. So it's, it's a whole program that I've come up with. And uh, and it's it's so so incredibly satisfying to see in six months people are able to improve not only their health but also their life situation. You know, getting better jobs or better uh, you know financial well being. Ev- everything opens up. And we're not giving a medical advice here, just for disclosure. Yes. But what are the most common things that you have to remove from someone's life and add? I, mean, I want to give my audience like actionable things like, like caffeine, for example. Is that a, is that a okay or is that a remove? Like what comes to mind? So when I am working with people, I recommend something called an elimination diet, which is for about two to three months. And I I would say that everyone should do an elimination diet at least once in their lifetime. And I try to do it for four weeks every year. It's just a process of cleansing. I mean, just like the spring cleaning that we have, it's, it's good to do that. And what I eliminate is obviously drugs, alcohol, but also dairy, gluten, Corn, soy, eggs, and any raw food. So no salads, uh, nothing raw. Not to make a joke, what, 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 do you, what do you eat? What is left is different, you know, kinds of non-gluten grains. So uh, rice, quinoa, all vegetables and fruits you can have. I mean, fruits can be eaten raw, but vegetables, in fact, you know, I, just this morning, I had a patient whose oxalate levels were very high and oxalic acid, when it is too high, it interferes with calcium metabolism and can lead to kidney stones. And guess where we get from uh, get all this oxalate from? From fungal uh, dysbiosis, but also from eating too much raw spinach and raw kale. So all these, you know, so-called healthy foods, you know, blanching spinach and kale and then consuming them removes much of this oxalate content. But really the goal with this, and then you can have all different kinds of fish, all different kinds of meats, 
All I'm saying is that make it and, and different kinds of legumes, nuts, seeds. You can have any of these things. It's, it's just a, the reason we do this is to give nutrition that is easily accessible. When you cook food, your digestive system does not have to work over, it does not have to overwork to extract the nutrients. And then it gets the signal to repair itself. So that's really what we're doing with this elimination diet. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. So I want to, I'm really curious to hear what your morning routine looks like, being that you're so into, into wellness, Mm -hmm. mental side of things. Like what does your morning routine look like? So I try to wake up between 4.30 and uh, 5.30. And if I'm on a good day, when I wake up at 4.30, brush, scrape my uh, tongue, and then I directly go into a 45 to 50 minute meditation. Now, if I don't wake up that early, if it's at 5.30, because I have, I like to make my meals in the morning for me and for my whole family. So I wake up at 5.30 and then after brushing and scraping my tongue, I immediately do oil pulling while I'm cooking, which takes me about 15 to 20 minutes. By 7.30, I'm done with cooking, packing the lunches and everything. And then I will sit down for my one hour meditation. And then I, you know, I have the luxury of, or rather I've created the luxury of starting my day, my work day, seeing patients around 10.30. So, uh, but by 8.30, I'm done with all of these things. And then I get ready. And then 9.30 to 10 o'clock, I'm ready to start my day with meetings and 10.30 10.30 is when I start seeing patients. So that really puts me in that right frame. That's what I, I like to do. And I like your word choice. How you, how you uh, corrected it. You said you created the um, <laughs> situation that you're in because it's true, yeah. you know? Yes. Uh, yeah, and I don't work Mondays. So that's a big gift I oh, gave sure. me when I started my business. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> why, why scrape your tongue? I don't think we've talked about that on the show before. A tongue scraping is uh, is actually an Ayurvedic ritual. It's not even an Ayurvedic ritual. Every Indian, right from childhood, will learn, irrespective of their caste, religion, they will learn because it's part of our oral hygiene. But uh, a lot of the toxins that are undigested, they actually create a layer, that white coating, which you, sometimes you see even in babies. And what happens when you have that white coating is that it dulls your, your the sense, the taste sense on your tongue. Plus, it, it gives rise to bad breath, you know, bacteria grow, you know, all kinds of bad things happen. So scraping your tongue, and it's also a really good indicator. Now, ideally, if your digestion is good, and if you're eating very clean, the coating on your tongue should not be too much. Hmm. So that's an indirect indicator. So the thickness of the coating on your tongue will actually tell you how much of that coating is also there in your stomach and in your intestines. So uh, that's an, uh, you know, yeah, we teach this to every person. And oil pulling, have you heard about oil pulling before? Uh, You're reading my mind. That was my next question. I have not. Oil pulling is another way to balance your oral microbiome to remove tartar and plaque. And so I don't, in full disclosure, I don't go to the dentist often. And uh, I use these kinds of techniques to keep a healthy oral uh, hygiene. So oil pulling, what you do, uh, it's either coconut oil, organic coconut oil, or organic sesame oil. You have to take a tablespoon of it uh, or tablespoon to two tablespoons of it. You take it orally and then you swish and swish for about 15 to 20 minutes. I like sesame oil. Coconut oil doesn't work for me. And sesame oil is what I do. And it really detoxes the whole mouth and the throat region. And it also removes plaque. It balances the microbiome. It removes bad breath. Um, and then you, for me, I live in Wisconsin, so I have to make sure that I'm spitting out the oil in a trash can. Otherwise, I'm going to clog up my pipes and nobody's <laughs> going to be happy with me. 
So this is, so while I'm cooking, I mean, as soon as I, I actually also drink a glass of warm water and then uh, I start off immediately with the oil pulling. I love that we're about almost 150 episodes in and I'm mm-hmm. still, this was the first for a morning routine, the oil pulling. So I love that I'm still getting new stuff brought up by guests like you um, to make my audience aware of things, something they might not know about. So yes. thank you for sharing. Kind of getting close to the end, but uh, mm-hmm. I have a more question I want to ask you. You said you have a kid or more kids, uh, multiple kids? I'm I have two girls. Two daughters. Two girls. And yes. are you married? Okay. So uh, does your whole family follow this uh, this lifestyle, or, uh, even like your kids especially? I went through that whole phase of evangelizing everyone and it did not go well. <laughs> one is a teenager and one is a teenager. So this morning when I was dropping her off to school, my husband was not able to do that. So I had to go. And she actually asked a very beautiful question. She asked me, so, you know, uh, when you get sunburnt, those cells are dying. And even if the cells become cancerous, they should die on their own. But why do people develop skin cancer when they expose to the sun? And we had a really good discussion about the balance of, you know, it really is all about the immune system balance. And, you know, sunscreen lotions don't really do anything except destroy the the coral reefs and all of that. So, no, they are exposed to this information. And I know that they make choices that are way better than an average teenager. Uh, for instance, if they go to an ice cream shop, they will not take anything that has artificial dyes in it. And what, to the extent that I can control everything that comes into the home, what I make, uh, cook with, it's it's made with clean ingredients and the products that I use. But I mean, I will say last year for her 14th birthday, my daughter wanted an apple smelling chemical laden shampoo because that's what all her friends smell like. And she wanted to be like her friends. So I gave in and a month later I took it up because I couldn't, I cannot, you know, I, then I told her this is poison. How can I poison my own child? So we have these up and down discussions, but my job at this point in time is to give them the information. And I'm seeing that they are slowly veering to this. So it's never about forcing. It really is about giving them the information and letting them make the choice. It's not easy though. I will tell you that, you know, sometimes just do as I say, and, you know, at least follow what I'm doing, but it doesn't like that. I mean, they are independent, you know, people. Yeah, it's tough. It's a fine line. You want them to be able to make their own decisions. There's obviously the influence of their friends. Oh, you don't yes. want to, you know, you don't want to tell them what to do and turn something into like the forbidden fruit where they have to have it, like cake yes. or something like that. Or yes. um, so it's yeah, it's tough. It's uneasy. Yeah, I mean, I I don't. I am not so much against uh, desserts, and I make like the uh, this weekend because I know because desserts and sweets are an integral aspect of growing up child. We should not deprive children of sugar entirely. So I made actually mango sticky rice with organic coconut milk, organic cane sugar. And I put a little bit of organic cornstarch to thicken the sauce and organic rice, everything and, and mangoes. So it, you know, every, they, they cleaned it up little two, two meals. They were done. They, they ate everything. And it's, you know, it's a wholesome, it's a desert. Yes, but I can control it was not, I'd never make it too sweet. And it's, uh, it makes them feel happy, uh, you know, cuts down on them eating out. So why not? Right. Yeah, sounds yummy. All right, so I want to ask you a couple of more questions, and then we're going to yes. wrap up with you telling everyone how they can learn more about you. So I want to talk about your business, and then I want to, and then I want to talk about the meaning of life. So we'll start with business first. Okay. Uh, you've got a a practice that you know you've you've been able to you know set your own schedule Mondays off starting at ten thirty. How have you gotten to that point? Obviously, hard work, but is there anything you've been intentional with? 
that got has gotten you to where you are now? Actually, not compromising on my principles and the ideas. I mean, when I started off, I really knew that I had to be very strict about the things that I believed in and not let uh, you know the market forces or the economic conditions really. And it's not about rigidity. It is really about integrity and practicing with ethics. And I think when people work with me, they 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 sense that. They sense that that I'm not offering any BS, and uh, that I would say that that is the uh, a big factor. Besides, you know, the usual marketing and. But my biggest, uh, you know, uh, referral has been from my patients, and uh, um, I don't know if I'm in. I'm not that really. I mean, a lot of it has grown organically, and as these, I, I'm, I've become more spiritual and more open to the signs that the universe is giving me. Like, and it usually comes as a um, as a test. Like last year, all of a sudden, I was finding myself uh, without employees, and I at first I was like, "Why is this happening?" But then that led me to hiring somebody overseas to do as a virtual admin. And that gave me the idea of taking my practice online. So, and, and I had to kind of change things a little bit and it, it opened up, you know, I, I had to challenge how I was doing. Like I was, I was under the impression that I had to have a brick and mortar practice and that was limiting people. I would get calls from outside the state and, you know, I would be like, oh, you have to come here for this and this. But once this, this opened and now I'm able to see, I have patients in Connecticut, in um, uh, Michigan, in Minnesota, Oregon, what I'm able to do in person, I've demonstrated to myself that I can do it online as well. The universe has a blessing in all of its tests. So I think it's about the mindset. It's funny you say that because I'm actually reading a book by Dan, this guy, author Dan Millman. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called The Life You're Meant to, Meant to Live. And mm-hmm. uh, it talks a lot about that, like universe, universal energy or the energy yes. from the universe being... Uh, your intuition and and yeah. all that kind of stuff you're that you're talking yeah. about so yeah I'm, I'm yes. with you surrender surrender to the hard experiences that you're having i mean go with the flow you know it's uh, don't you know surrender i think that's a very important concept that i learned last year and i was you know like you know like most entrepreneurs you know we are all about go 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 and trying to mold situations to our choosing doesn't happen all the time. And that's when I realized that the big lesson for me was to surrender. And it is, it has become much fulfilling. Life has become more joyful, more in the moment and uh, really enjoying where I am right now. My last question for you is the meaning of life. And it sounds like you were starting to get head in that direction. So let's wrap up with you through, through your experience thus far to the lens of Aruna. What is the meaning of life? And I've read a lot of books. So I, I can't really say that this is my original idea, but I'm definitely seeing that play out in my life. I think life is about discovering who we actually are. I mean, it it is really about connecting to our own self and connecting to the source, which is, I mean, I believe in the quantum physics theory of the universe, which is that there is a unified field, which in, I'm a Hindu, I'm a practicing Hindu. In our religion, we consider the quantum, the unified field itself as the as as God. That is God, the unmanifest potential energy, which is formless, without beginning, without end. And as and what I've come to realize is that my role in life is to find that connection to this source through meditation and spiritual and emotional evolution. That's what I would say. Let's wrap up, Aruna. I know you have a, a, a program that you want to talk about. Where yeah. should we send people to learn more about you, about this program? Yes. So the program, I'm calling it Psychiatry 2.0 because we really need a new paradigm for mental health and well-being. 
And my website is psychiatry2.com. So that's two as in number two. So very simple, psychiatry2.com. So people can go there. There is um, under programs, they'll they'll find the Psychiatry 2.0 and uh, they can fill up an application call application form and they can have a discovery call with me and I can begin to help them. So we have other offerings and, but in the discovery call, I might be able to figure it out. So we treat people with mild, moderate, severe mental illness, as well as anyone looking to just improve their overall well-being, uh, physical health, as well as mental wellness, because we heal the body to heal the mind. So that's, and phone number is 262-955-6600. Perfect. Well, Aruna, thanks for thanks for what you do and thanks for everything that you've shared over the last 20 minutes. Appreciate it. Thank you, Ryan. It was my pleasure. You are a great host. I mean, I don't think I've ever been this candid about my own life before. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, great. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thanks for listening to the Morning Upgrade podcast. Please subscribe and review. And don't forget to visit us at morningupgrade.com for more content. 